0: hello everybody uh welcome to a quick hit uh
1: episode of forever mighty i don't know if it's an episode i don't know what it is but we are very excited uh to speak today uh with lindsey Imber, who is the organist pianist i am uh keyboardist i'm not sure technically what it is uh for the uh anaheim ducks and the honda center hi lindsey how are you
2: Hi, I'm well. Thank you for, uh, I, it is an organist that okay. actually on the timesheet it shows up as organ player. So
1: <laughs> that's your position, organ player. Okay. Um, so let's see, when was this? Uh, so right at the start of the season, uh, looks like it was like, I don't know, two weeks ago or something like that. I can't count. Uh, you released a little list of, um, uh, what you're calling organ flourishes uh, for all of the players when they get a goal or an assist. And I believe what you said is it's to be played in the background while the call is being made by the PA.
2: Yes, it's, it's a half second ditty per player, a little jingle, uh, just to and, acknowledge that they have scored or assisted on a goal. <laughs> so
1: before we get into the list, which is full of super, super fun little things, how long have you been doing the... Well, how long actually have you been the uh, organist uh, for Ducks games or for the Honda Center?
2: I've been with Anaheim since 2015. Uh, my first game was game one of the first round of the playoffs against Winnipeg that year.
1: Oh, so no pressure at all. Just totally yeah. fine. Just right into it. No big deal. I'm Not glad a- to see they didn't set you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I I guess a silly question would be like, how long have you been playing the organ? Is this something you grew up playing, is it something you picked up later in life?
2: I began with piano, as many do, Sure. Uh, classically trained the whole certificate of merit program for those who know what that is. (laughs) Once I graduated out of that, go to college, and you realize you can't quite fit a piano into the dorm room. (laughs) So I bought probably uh, a, a cheapy 100 $150 Casio keyboard, CTK-900. And it is one where it's, like any other MIDI keyboard, has electronic sounds on it. And this one had a drawbar organ function of all things. And I thought, this is pretty neat. So I sort of like, I, I got into organ after that, and I sort of started following along with uh some of the organists in baseball and hockey, and mm-hmm. being from L.A., Nancy B. over at Dodgers was yeah. who I follow along and I play in her style even now because that's kind of how I learned. After college, I got a job with the Dodgers because my degree from uh, UCI was U.C. Irvine was criminology, law and society, and social ecology. It's a really long way to say <laughs> to say that. And I think it was just, I got the social social ecology double because um, the only reason I got that was because I had too many credits for the one major, so I had to take a second one um, (laughs) if I wanted to stay a student. And um, so anyway, I got a job with the Dodgers managing security statistics um, in that department. My real first day of on-the-job training for our command center was um, opening day of 2011, which was the Brian Stowe. Uh, Giants fan that got really bad. Oh my goodness! Soccer. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was sort of like on the first day, and I'm just sitting back train. I'm not doing anything other than listening to what's going on, and I was like, oh gosh, there's a lot to do. So in any case, um, I worked at Dodgers since then, and at some point, I thought there's no during the offseason. I thought there's no way that I'm going to be leaving downtown LA at 5 p.m with all that traffic there so i i stayed there till traffic died down i went to the press box and oh there's an organ here i i know how to play piano sure i can i can sort of do this because there's no one here right um, weekday during the off season so i would just do that and at some point the sound engineers helped me out maintenance helped set me up on that thing um one time, I was playing after, and they had a corporate batting practice that afternoon. And the person who was operating the board said, "You, you, you just want to play, play out in the bowl." And that's how I started playing some events for them. Um, and at some point, um, Nancy B took a vacation, or she was off for the entire homestand. Because Nancy B situation toward the end, it's that's a long story too. Uh, We could go like an hour on that, (laughs) Uh, that she lived in Nevada and she would come in toward the end of her career for homestands. And so one homestand was only six games and she just didn't want to come in for only six games. Sure. And that's how I got tapped to do the Dodgers gig for a little while. Um, And of course, the Ducks, the reason I got the Ducks gig was because while I was doing just my normal Dodgers security work, having front in the press box playing around. We had that stadium series, Dodgers and Kings, in 2014. So January 2014 is my first exposure to, to the hockey industry, so to sure. speak. Sure. Uh, and they must have remembered me because in 2015 they gave me a call to see if I wanted to audition for the postseason, which I did. Um, I actually was working Coachella that weekend. So it was fun. I came down from LA, went to Honda Center, auditioned, and then drove straight out to Coachella Valley to work that weekend. Oh my goodness. I go into Honda Center, um, and we don't even know if the Roland Atelier organ upstairs is working or not because no one has tried it since, um, I guess, Bob Ducanel was the last person to play that in 2007 or so. Oh, wow. And I, as soon as I round the corner, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Because Roland Atelier is the same make and model that Dodger Stadium had. So it's like that's the organ I learned on. So yeah. I was super comfortable. I had brought my, uh, my little backup um, Roland, little portable one. Just in case I needed to, in case the one that they had at Honda didn't work. Fortunately, it did, and I'm just playing around a little bit. At some point, uh, they at some point, and I'm talking to Rich Cooley and Davin Maskey, who were um, in charge at the time. Rich was the director, Davin was manager of entertainment. And at some point, they say, keep, just keep playing. We're going to pump it into the bowl, and we're going to go down and and try to hear how it sounds. So I'm playing, they go downstairs and do whatever it is. A few minutes later, I'm still playing Get Lucky, because why not? Yeah. So a few minutes later, Davin comes up and says, okay, you want the job, it's yours. (laughs) (laughs) Most
1: successful audition ever. Oh my, I, you know, I have absolutely no musical talent, but I know a couple of people who play instruments and stuff like that. And I think that might be the most... uh, Positive and totally awesome. Like audition story I've ever heard. There's
2: always stories where it's just like I got there and then this didn't work and then that didn't work and all that kind of stuff. It was That's super so fun. Yeah, th- that morning um, and this is just this speaks to my my special um, my special cerebral property. I guess that morning I am having breakfast with my dad at one of the breakfast places up here. Uh, because he was visiting from Maine and it was his last day and so I didn't want to just go to Anaheim and that be it. I still wanted to sort of do a proper send-off, but I was so nervous. I just could not eat, I remember, and I remember ordering this pancakes and eggs thing and Barely getting two bites in before I was just like, I I can't, I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) So when I eventually went to Coachella and checked in and I just went to the catering tent and, and just had a lovely dinner.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just making up for all the stress of the day. That's awesome. Um, So how quickly Um, or how soon did you start doing the kind of goal and assist
2: flourishes
1: or is there something that kind of happened along the way where you're like oh that seems like a fun idea or something like that
2: okay so at the beginning when i started we were using the dj was just pressing a button on the instant replay that corresponded to an organ chord essentially that bob had recorded Mm -hmm. and of course, I always have a distaste for recorded organ music because that sure. takes it away from a live musician. I'm sure Bob would feel the exact same way. And I'm sure that he did not appreciate whatsoever that they were using the recording <laughs> as opposed to using him. Uh, so at, I thought I would just out of habit, whenever I hear something, whether it's an instrumental or just live music, I try to figure out what's the chord structure, can I play this? So after hearing all of these flourishes being played for each goal that we score, I thought, I'm just going to start playing along. Not that I'm going out into the bowl or anything. Sure. Just to have some fun with it. Let me pretend that I'm going out into the bowl. And after a while, uh, I talked to Davin, and we both had sort of a similar idea that maybe I should start taking over for the flourishes because... The organ registration or instrumentation tonality that were set up for the pre-recorded instant replay flourishes, obviously different than the registrations or tonality that I had chosen for the organ one that I started playing. So, the flourishes sounded like it came from a different instrument, as it were, to the stuff that I would play during gameplay or intermission or whatever it is. So. For consistency's sake, I started playing the Little Flourishes, and I thought one chord is kind of, I don't know, basic. So <laughs> <laughs> I looked to inspiration from uh, Matt Kaminsky, who is the organist for the Atlanta Braves, and okay. what Matt does is he plays a walk-up song for opposing players, and he sort of does a tongue-in-cheek tie-in for that. Um, I, I just remember, like, Frosty the Snowman for Marcus Stroman. And, and oh, wow,
1: that's fantastic.
2: So the wordplay was sort of like, you know what, that that's great for my somewhat divergent brain, and it keeps me busy. So I thought, I have to do something like this. So the added challenge, of course, is I can't play a 10-second, 15-second clip. I am limited in a flourish to about half of a second, if oh, that. My. So I thought well, what can I play that's sort of an earworm for each player that fits into this intellectual coming up with some something that kind of ties to the player somehow that is also recognizable mm-hmm. in very limited time. Right. So, so that's where I got things like for when Cogs had the Iron Man streak, that's how I got Iron Man for Cogliano. It's very simple because it's basically – a three chord sequence. Uh, That's how, um, when we had Votnin and it was the Votman, that's how I got Batman for him, because it's very simple, it's very recognizable, and it doesn't take Mm -hmm. a lot of time. And so that's just, you know, just extrapolate that to other players, and I do a lot of wordplay with that if there's some sort of a nickname, some sort of a hometown connection, because I still do Pennsylvania with polka for that Gibson assist that we had earlier this year things like that
1: That, so that is fantastic because one of the things that i noticed when i first kind of looked at the list is like all of the little I, i i my my inclination would be to say like puns um but you know i don't know if that's necessarily the right thing but it's so funny to just to really see the the breadth of all these little flourishes and where they come from you've got theme songs you've got classical songs you've got pop songs uh, you know like on here you've got 99 Luftballons balloons for Isaac Londonstrom and that's just cra- like saddest song in the world but that's such a great uh, a little thing and you know I, I think the thing the thing that for me, one of the things I think that really kind of clicked it at first was when I saw that Silverbird is Silver Bells. And I was like, oh, now I get exactly what all of this is. Like, that was kind of my little key. And yeah. I was like, oh, and then you have Freebird for Cam when Fowler and Bird. And so, like, I guess out of players that are no longer on the team, what are some of the the ones that you've kind of enjoyed getting? Just because... Just, because, you know, I, I, I would imagine that, like, when you think of it and then the first time you get to play it, you're like, yeah, that works. That's totally great. What are some ones that you remember from players of the past that
2: you were really happy with? Sure. My favorite has to still be Ricard Raquel, Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> <laughs> because not only would I have an opportunity to play Never Gonna Give You Up when Raquel scored... Mm-hmm. But if this was close to intermission or if it was an overtime goal or something very significant, even getting first star, I could just rickroll everyone on the way out of the building. So that's so that was sort of my favorite. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. Have you have you ever heard from any of the players? I, I want to get to Lindholm in a second because I, I asked your question when we were talking first. Um Have you ever heard from any of the players about any of the flourishes that happen or do they ever see the lists and how does that kind of go?
2: No, I don't. Um, I have very limited contact with players. In fact, the first time that I was probably, I mean, we see people backstage or Disney cast member at Lingo. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Once once you work for that company, you do not (laughs) forget a single thing that you are taught. Point. So (laughs) Um, I, you see players down on the service level because that's sort of a common area. You're working there, they're working there, right? But there's not really much discussion. It was sort of that way. It's it's always that's how I am. that's how I used to be with the power players too. Limited, very limited. We just work in the same place, but we don't talk or anything. And uh, so the only time, like the first time that I really got extended interaction with anyone was with the players, and I usually actually with the with the emergency goalie i would have good i would i would see them in the press box quite a, a bit because that's sure. where, yeah but in terms of actual on ice probably uh, what we did first flight two days or whatever it was before covid shut everything down in 2020 yeah and i remember that for that year's first flight uh, i was i had a job of operating the scoreboard Uh, at center ice so i was down there doing the scoreboard and someone skates over while they're doing their practice before everything opens up for the kids and says you just do everything around here don't you (laughs) (laughs) can i ask who that was that made that comment oh that was one of the practice goalies oh
1: that's so awesome Uh, okay, so the thing I kind of alluded to a second ago with Hampus Lindholm is is you said that he is the only player that has ever picked his flourish.
2: Hampus is the only player who has ever asked what he would want a fl- his his walk-up song, so to speak, to be. Uh-huh, so. So, uh huh. So Hampus is the only one who has ever given an answer.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well.
2: I have the tiger, by the way. Yeah, so that is
1: a, such a great pick because that's – that song is so funny and it's just like for a player like campus it's just so funny because it's just like oh yeah like you're not gonna score a lot you're not like that's not kind of what you're on the team to do so when you do it is kind of that rocky feeling of like oh i did it like this is great
2: um I, I enjoy, yeah what i really enjoyed speaking of that exact scenario but even rarer than that was ryan miller uh, greatest American hero was what I had <laughs> him Once, as soon as he passed that 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 record for wins or whatever, I chose I was like, okay, we're going greatest American hero because that's really what this is.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I just remember one of my I, I have a great memory um, on Miller's retirement game and it's the last time that we're gonna see Millsy at Honda Center as a roster player and during the postlude so to speak for that game that's i just was like okay i'm just gonna play that theme song for like a minute or two and i saw that he's leaving the ice and that's pretty cool (laughs) that's great
1: that's that's the kind of stuff that's just it's the little special stuff and i and i think those are the kind of moments where you know the, the kind of entertainment aspect of it really has so much to to deliver right and that's where you as an organist can give so much because I would imagine everybody heard it, everybody registered it, but nobody was like, Oh, it was just more of like, oh, this is a great song. And he did, and then I'm sure on the drive home they were like, Wait a minute, was that oh that's so cool? And I just think those are kind of the little things, you know, like you talked about having worked at, at Dodger Stadium and for me, when I was still going to Dodger games, one of the things I always loved was walking out at the end and getting to hear, I love LA. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever listened to that song outside of the ravine, <laughs> but that song makes me so happy because it completely fills the kind of bubble of my experiences. It's that like, oh man, now we're walking out of here and we, you know, we're gonna walk to the car and it's we're gonna sit in the car for 45 minutes and then maybe you know, we'll move 10 feet. And the entire time, I just get to hear Randy Newman in the background and I'm gonna be ecstatic. Yeah. And I'm gonna talk over it. I'm gonna yell over it. There's gonna be all this other stuff going on, but the entire time, right in the back, I'm just gonna get to hear Randy and it makes me so happy.
2: Next time so, we play Los Angeles, listen for I Love LA in a minor key when Los Angeles commits a penalty.
1: Okay, so this is one of those things where I am going to have to ask you to to uh, dumb it down for me because, I, as I said, I have uh, absolutely no musical ability. My uncle, God bless him, tried to teach me how to play the guitar, and that's
2: an absolute disaster. Uh, what is the minor key differentiation? The minor key is essentially you take the third and you just lower it a half step. So, if you have C E G or Do Mi So, mm-hmm. or root chord, all you do is take the me and lower it a half step to make E flat or I think they call it may is the, huh. is the lower the, the flattened third that's I don't so know how solfege works I'm not <laughs> a musician I just play one on TV uh, You know what, that's uh, that's fine because I think you stayed at a best
1: western last night so you're totally good um... I'll hang in <laughs> um so i i just had a are there any songs whether for the flourishes or just throughout the course of the game that you have made a conscious decision to avoid yeah just either it's overplayed or you don't like it personally or anything like that
2: well baby shark let's get that out of the way sure that's not happening i don't care if san jose is doing what actually with san jose the one thing i want to troll them on is if we're some miraculously beating them by a 6-1 margin or something at the end of the game, and they score a pity goal with like a minute left, there's no way they're coming back, not even close. I just want to patch in there, and pl- you remember that, that when they had that goal song contest that the fans got to vote on, mm-hmm. and they had that ridiculous option for from LMFAO called Sharks Remix? Oh it's my their God. Shots song. But they, yeah, Sharks, Sharks. Aww. I just want to play that if San Jose scores a pity goal in a blowout game.
1: Oh, I, I want don't. that so bad. That um, would be...
2: <laughs> but yeah, Baby Shark is a song that I will not play. I remember when I was starting early on, pretty much the only thing that they said, do not play this, is, was a competing sports theme song for one of the right like a competing rights holder, like, if they sure. a visual don't play the ESPN song. Yeah. Like that, which is simple enough, except for the problem that um, when you when you do this long enough, all the songs start to run together. Sure. So sometimes I will start with the ESPN NHL theme, classic theme, right? And then I will transition into the NHL on NBC song because they are so <laughs> really close. That's just all the songs in the world are the same as everyone knows. It's like Joe Satriani's um, If I Could Fly that becomes Coldplay's Viva La Vida, which is actually based on a Cat Stevens song. (laughs) Half the songs that I play are so open to interpretation. I do them in such a way that not even the YouTube strict copyright algorithm can detect that I'm playing that song because it's just so... (laughs) It's open interpretation, so I'm playing one song and I'll get two tweets. I'll get a tweet from someone that says, thanks for playing this song. And then I'll get a a tweet from someone else. Thanks for playing that song. It's the exact same thing. It's just they interpret it differently. And that's sort of what I go for. It's like, I am so vague with what I do and non-committal, which is my personality. And (laughs) that just means that you can decide for yourself. It's sort of a choose your own adventure. I'm just here to pretend to be the background character i guess that's uh, fantastic and then of course um and then of course i get super political always um the the reason that i changed uh silverberg's flourish from uh the hedgwick theme from harry potter to silver bells
1: yeah is
2: because we're not doing any rallying stuff yeah no i you're not gonna get me to push back on that one at all that's uh
1: yeah. no i wouldn't want to play that fucking song either uh, <laughs> That's so funny. Um, are there any songs that the building or management has asked you to play, or is it more of just like do your own thing, have a great time, but just please don't get us in trouble
2: with the rights holders? <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. I've had people on our entertainment staff request various things. I used to there used to be one of our full timers <laughs> downstairs that liked to hear um after we won when we were when we were winning very constantly yeah it would be a tradition i would just play trollolo which that russian song that, that to get around the censorship the the artist just said you know that <laughs> instead of the actual lyrics and so i would just play that after wins and things like that and a lot of the songs are like ducktales started out as just this i think this could be a good cap for the end of the period. And that just became mm-hmm. a good song, I guess. Um, after a win, my closing interlude is DuckTales. That's always the closer. And the closer on a loss is always Bro Him, being very slow and somber. The first, very similar to how I first played Bro Him when I was introduced in 2015. So. There are certain traditions like that. There are certain things you might hear um, if we're playing Chicago when they had a stronger, stronger rivalry with Saint Louis when, and it takes all the teams have to be very competitive in order for there to be a strong rivalry, I guess. But when they had a strong rivalry, Chicago we play them and then if they did something and I wanted to sort of poke fun at their expense, I would play when the Blues go marching in and when Saint Louis I would play. what the heck is the the Hawks March called? Is that the name of the song? Oh my <laughs> god. Uh... Frank Pellico plays that at uh, in Chicago and I have a recording of it. And oh, I yeah. can't remember now.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it.
2: that's great. The, that's things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just pit different teams against each other and see if they notice. And oh, I'm 100 well, percent yeah. <laughs> here for that. That's the best. Um so the one one little last question that I, I need to ask you, and and I, I, I apologize if this is incredibly stupid. Have you ever found an excuse to play the entertainer, which might be one of, I think, the most well-known and simultaneously anonymous piano riffs at the same time?
2: Um, well, I've done Joplin before. I don't know if I've done Entertainer. I've, I, I remember I did... When we played Edmonton game seven. I play and we won game seven. Wow, and uh, didn't know we were allowed to do that. Red pepper, <laughs> spicy rag, I played at that time, but I mean, I started out again. You know, you start out on piano, so you have all of these things in the back of your head. Sure, I play Maple Leaf and things like that. Uh, ragtime doesn't always convert well to organ, so it's sort of uh, you, Interesting. Have, to, you have to sort, yeah, because with the piano there there's sort of differences on of the on these instruments. Organ is a very much an instrument that builds on things like layering and sort of harmonization and uh, and a lot of there there's sort of I remember when I tried to explain to someone what is the difference between a drawbar that you can use in baseball versus one in hockey and Because someone asked me, why why doesn't the new organ at Dodger Stadium, this was in 2016, why doesn't the new organ in Dodger Stadium sound right? It sounds weird. And my answer was, well, number one, they're using just the out of the box. There's no customization, whatever. And when you use an out of the box thing, it's going to sound like a 90s video game. But (laughs) sound wave property for baseball, because you are outdoors, because it is open air, you want something with rotary or something with variability in your sound wave so it actually is has activity and then they can clap, they can come back and they can interact together and things like that you don't want something that is sort of a low or an off rotary where it's a lot flatter mm-hmm. that's best served that's better for inside where you do have the sounds banging off the seat or other obstructions coming back And you don't have that sort of open air so you need to account inside for the fact that you are going to have reverb and echo provided by the acoustical properties of the building itself so there's a different sound that is appropriate for a different venue depending on where you are and i'm i don't even remember what your question was i just got off on this tangent no
1: no this is great i because (laughs) i don't know that anybody thought when they were going to be listening to this that they were going to get a physics lesson but i am fascinated right now
2: so. i took i took one credit for the physics of music in college and um i don't know if i retained anything or if i'm just making stuff up at this point but
1: here's the thing though you're just saying it to me and i don't know a damn thing so as far <laughs> as i'm concerned you're a genius so this is great
0: the I, only
1: thing i know about like sound is that you can use uh, egg cartons on the walls and allegedly, allegedly, that's how you build a, 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 an in-home recording studio. But beyond that, I know absolutely.
0: Oh that. yeah,
2: yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> if, that's yeah. That's why when we, when you go and see, if you try to hear a concert, do a concert in an art gallery, it's not going to work well. Oh, um, for, yeah, yeah. No, but there are th- there are definitely things like that that you have to take into account when you do this stuff. It's you have to think how's this going to sound out there and even sometimes whatever you come up with in your head sounds totally different, and then you have to adjust. And it's tough. And the the tough thing, of course, is when I'm playing up there, I'm not hearing, I don't hear how it sounds. I don't know how it sounds Right. I know is if there's a fan or someone who is recording and posts the video online, and I'm like, oh, that's what that sounds like. And so that sort of helps me out to, and it doesn't happen often. But that's that. when it does happen, it helps me out to figure out, you're constantly listening. And you know, when I do my recordings, I'm constantly listening to my recordings. I still listen to recordings I've done in 2015 and even earlier than that, uh, because I'm listening for things I can improve upon. What, what am I doing that I think sounds okay here? What am I doing that I think sounds like it can be better? And what right. am I completely messed up and no one noticed, but I sure did.
0: That's awesome. That's,
1: that's so cool. I just think, like I said earlier, I you know, it's just such a fun added dynamic. And I think one of the things that's really cool, kind of the more that I've kind of learned about the way in arena entertainment is kind of presented is how much the organist can affect the kind of personality of the venue. Um, and, and also how much you can put your own personality into it and, and kind of be a part of all of that. Like I said, I, I just think that's so cool. You know, I think for, uh, I don't know if it's, it's a classical, not classical, but like a, a traditional thing or not. but I feel like the majority of times that we, we kind of talk about organists, it's usually at baseball games and you know and you've got the, uh, uh and it's just there's all these different cues and all these different things and everybody's like yeah this is this is part of being at a baseball game and i think you know seeing that list it it was really just really wonderful to me to be like oh she, she is putting thought and effort and, and 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 joy and personality into what she's doing and even if it is only a half second here or a half second there like the totality of it makes such a difference and yeah. it, it really does just like improve the quality of the experience from being in the arena and i just think that's such a fun and 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 really special kind of thing to be able to do
2: well thank you thank you yeah and i'm always open to suggestion um when someone tweets me on you know at lindsay ember on twitter and someone <laughs> says, it's like hey can you play this today it's like well, I always bring my computer with me just to so I can pull up that YouTube video, listen to the song, and try to figure out what I'm doing. Um, I remember I had someone request, I forgot what song it was, but it was complex enough that I thought, there's no way I can pull this off. And I was like, well, no one's going to really hear it anyway. Phil's talking over me, so <laughs> I'll do it. And I did it and i thought phil was talking over me no phil was just talking <laughs> on comms for our people and it's doing a pa read because he hit the wrong button he hit the button to talk to us not the button to go over the uh, loudspeaker oh. uh, and and i was just playing i was playing solo and apparently it was decent i mean <laughs> i remember there have been so many games where I thought I have messed things up terribly. <laughs> the, the the running gag, the first, the running joke in our department, the first few years that I was there, uh, because I panicked sometime in two thousand fifteen on one game when I accidentally there's a when you're when you're playing an organ there's a swell pedal that you control with mm-hmm. your right foot and. That, and some of these swell pedals on the Atelier, that's one instrument that has this feature. There is a little button or tab toggle on the top of the pedal on the left and on the right, and they're assignable to different functions. And the one on the left is assignable and is generally assigned on an Atelier to a pitch bender. So okay. if you rock to your left, you're going to bend pitch down. And I remember that one time I was just club footing the whole thing and accidentally pitch bent while I was playing live and I had no idea what happened because I didn't intend to do that I didn't know that mm-hmm. that was the thing that I might do and I was like this doesn't sound right like what's going on nothing's right here and I just frantically go on calm and I'm um, said <laughs> switch to DJ switch to DJ switch to DJ Ever since then, Davin would poke fun at like I, he would compliment my playing, but it would always be under the undertone of, "I don't know that organ sounds awfully out of tune." <laughs> it's just a running gag for I don't know how long, but you know it's this it's it we're, we work together so often that we have so much fun with it that it's important to have those moments because no one noticed other than me really that that's what happened that one time. I think right. that I'm terribly, I think that I'm gonna get fired and no one cares. And that's sort of the main thing is like, there's so many things that you think about that's, oh, this is just life life lesson. There's so many things that you think about that are so much pressure that you can put on yourself of I have to be perfect in this one. I have to do this. They're going to notice this. They're going to make fun of me for that. They know that I messed up, whatever. People don't care for the most part. That's just how it is. And that's so tough to sort of comprehend because I still get that way so often. And then the next day, no one cares. Like, I'll play something and I think, like, I'll do a song selection. Because I remember when Bo Meester got hurt uh, in St. Louis. This was right before COVID, too. Yeah. so he's down on the bench. And usually when we have player injuries, we don't usually play DJ because we don't want to do club atmosphere when someone- Yeah. Can. We don't know what to do. So so I am the we don't know what to do person. Sure. They come to me when we don't know what to do. And so during injuries, I'll often play. And I'm trying to play, you know, there was one game, a few, ga- a few games ago we had something of that nature. We, what was it? Um, Grant had scored or something like that, and we had, a, we had we had an injury on a goal scored just during mm-hmm. this season, right into the boards, go to the hospital, stretcher coming out on the ice, the whole thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. go to Oregon. Okay. I don't know what to play. So I start playing improv funeral stuff. Not funeral, like, funeral stuff, but I, I just call it the funeral stuff simply because I most associate that dynamic that tempo, and that style with a funeral dirge, uh-huh. even if not. It's just an improv, this is sound, this is supposed to be comforting sound. We hope we don't overwhelm you. We don't want to be offensive. We, right. we have to figure out what we're doing here. We don't want to go full silence because then that just draws more attention to the fact that, uh-oh, something's wrong. Right, so trying to go on with the show but we have to slow it down drastically and so i would i would play that and then for when bonemeister happened um i play that and then i would play various things there's there are a few songs that are about hope, you know b- basically amounting to i hope you get better and, mm-hmm. and it's like that i'll play trees from medicine man i think that's a nice calm song and it also is from the movie medicine man and that's just, just a general uh, well, I guess that's sort of related. I don't want to play like a super fast paced like Dr. Worm from They Might Be Giants or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the wrong tone for that perception.
0: So I wanna get
2: oh, into, a sort of slow slower pace. And then um I and then when Bow started to look like okay, he's he looks a little bit stabler or they are not as concerned as they were at the beginning of this episode. So maybe he is on his way to becoming well enough to be taken off of the ice or the bench in that case. And so I switched to sort of a low key uh, when the blues go marching in St. Louis, things like that. It's like, how do I stand in solidarity with you? Right. Um, Amazing Grace, is that too far? Right. Or not, you know, because I'm getting on their headsets like, don't play that. Don't play that. <laughs> I don't I messed up terribly because I've played this and I'm, you know, and then and I, I go on Twitter and I'm getting tweeted at by all these blues fans thanking me for playing this song and even Ducks fans saying that. So you never know. Um, just try to do your best. And sometimes it works out and hopefully it works out. And like this, this career that I've stumbled into, um, it all came about because I played the organ at Dodger Stadium without permission. And I got in trouble by my boss into that. The, my boss, here's the thing with Dodger security. it was such a mess that I don't want to air too much dirty laundry, but they changed heads of the department every single year for about four years. And then in 2014, when they thought that the heat had died down enough from the Brian Stowe incident, they brought back the person who was sort of in charge-ish on the day that Stowe happened. And Yeah, yeah, so, that's the and, and of course, in the interim, I had updated all of the files. I am like, we can't schedule people on Microsoft Word, at least use Excel if you don't want to buy a scheduling program. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I've made all these modernization and upgrades, and so of course, the person comes back there, sees all the upgrades that I have made, and ooh, that's 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 not good. So, um, I, I do remember that, yeah, so yes, you're looking at someone who got suspended from the Dodgers for playing the organ at the stadium and that and now I'm the organist for the Ducks so I, even when something is super bad good movie by the way even when something is it is in a really bad straight like that and it just feels like the end you never know where it can lead and for me it led to Anaheim and it's this is this is a team that uh, has really been super awesome
1: that's so wonderful I you have already given me so much of your time I I I think we were talking about this I was like I think it'll be like hopefully 50-20 minutes I don't want to take up too much of your time I spent 40 minutes which is very much on brand for this stupid podcast we always go long Um, so you will be playing tonight yeah is there anything uh, that anybody should be looking for I sort of blew it because they still have Perry right wait who Tampa yeah yes yes Okay. Yeah. still so, like For a second, I was like, What's wait, hockey? What happened? I
2: was completely disassociated. I'm so sorry. Um, I, I sort of ruined it last game because post lit, I was too, I was too like, Oh my gosh, we won it overtime against, you know, Seattle. Um, <laughs> and it's so exciting. And, and yeah, it's like, I usually like when Perry comes, maybe I'll just play it anyway. I don't care. Uh, when Perry comes, I like to play Katy Perry, uh, Teenage Dream. And, um, that because yeah that was I remember <laughs> I remember my girlfriend's the one who who is hip and knows songs sure. I do that. right so so I listen and and she's h- huge into Stone Temple Pilots so we would listen um, and I remember I don't know a darn thing about music you have to remember again not a real musician <laughs> and, <laughs> And so she's playing, we we get to we get to I think it was Interstate Love Song. Sure. I'm like, that's our song. That's our, And she's like, no, 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 no. That's a sad no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, again, I'm dumb. I see I see, like it's that love song in it. Why not? Right? <laughs> and um, you know, I, I I drive on one of the interstates going to work, I I think. And, and so She's like no no our song's teenage dream. I'm like I'm in my 30s. Okay. <laughs> and so that's how that's and so and I would just play song like I would pick up songs because of her. Sure. That's one of them and so yeah, that's that's now I play our song when Perry comes to town just for fun, I guess. Well, it's
1: it's also kind of cool. Just specifically that example is kind of cool because you know, there's... I believe it was that Winnipeg series is when the whole Katy Perry thing started with pears yeah. and every. And it's like, oh, you think you're so clever? Well, every
2: time he scores on you,
1: I'm going to play Katy Perry and uh, it sucks to suck. Sorry. That, that
2: reminds me. Thanks for reminding me. It's weird how this works. And by the way, to answer the thing that I rambled on, no, I have not played entertainer. Um, but <laughs> to the other point... Um, that's a goal flourish that I really enjoyed was Hallelujah for Corey Perry. And Corey Perry is a saint, number one, but number two on that one was that overtime winner to come back on Catella. I can only think of a song. That was, that was the song. Like, yeah. not even for Perry, just the fact that it happened.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And so because Perry is the one who scored that goal, that became Perry's goal flourish going forward, and it just tied in well enough that that's how it was so so there there you go i like playing that flourish too there you go that play. that's that's a great
1: one i don't know that there would be a uh, a more perfect song to play in that moment than that because uh i imagine pretty much everybody went oh game seven
2: yay i also played that song remember when we were playing colorado and there was a shot to the glass behind the net and there was like a 17-minute glass delay. They're like, the team's off the ice to go to intermission. Like they first, they took them off the ice and they didn't know what was happening. And then at Mm. some point into like five minutes into the delay, they're like, we can't fix this right now. Let's just do intermission early. We'll add the 10 minutes onto the third period. And so I started playing at some point, I played Hallelujah definitely when they got the new piece of glass out and we didn't know that it wouldn't work yet uh, (laughs) because we thought that it would. Um but I remember and then when it didn't work, I started playing um I think I played um what what is the name of that? The the song that this is the song that never ends from uh, Oh sure. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And then of course, as soon as it was very obvious to us that they were going to intermission, just switch that up to DuckTales to sort of, hey, this is the intermission song I play yep. anyway. So maybe you'll realize we're going to intermission. Yeah.
1: No, hey. Uh Little cues like that, they work. They work really yeah. well. Again, Lindsay, I cannot tell you. Thank you so much for sure. sitting down with me this afternoon, early morning. I don't know. I don't know how time works anymore. It doesn't make sense. Um I I really I really appreciate it. This was so much fun and I very much uh look forward. Uh I'll be in the in the uh in the stadium for the Toronto game. So I will I will absolutely make sure to keep my ear open for any little any little things that you play and,
2: and stuff like that. And Ale Montreal for Toronto. Remember that. Goal, remember that goal song. I think that was the best goal song in the league.
1: And that's what you're going to play for Toronto.
2: I love. love to play. All- I love to play that for them. That's so good.
1: I the rivalry <laughs> part of it is just so great. Just like, oh yeah, you two don't like each other. I'm going to play each other's songs for you. That sounds great.
2: I mean, that I makes, like, hey, like, Canada, but like French like from the South Park movie, French Canada when Montreal actually comes to town. Blame Canada is just sort of a blanket for the entire country. Sure. Uh, and it's usually, it's you tie it in. It's like, it, something bad has had to have happened in order to get the Blame Canada cue. I'm not just going to play that if we're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> but if the referee makes a call you don't like, because I've gotten asked, like, you, I, 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 it's like, will you play Three Blind Minds? No, I will not. That's like the one song that I, you know, there, there are certain songs that you do not want to play. You don't want to play anything that is super over the top personally degrading to someone. Yeah. You don't play something that makes fun of a disability. Right. And there are certain, so, you know, while while an opposing team will score a goal and we'll be super, and I'm, you know, this year now I'm, I'm starting to play opposing goals. And so I'm trying to think of songs that would fit in for opposing goals. And so while I might play like, you know, what, what's that CeeLo Green F U song? Yeah. Forget you, um, and exactly. I might play that on an opposing goal. And I remember that Cooley, um, after it's like I'm thinking, oh, is the the is the boss not going to like this? So I remember after the game, Cooley was found it hilarious that I had played it. So I'm like, okay, good, yeah. Uh, but so while I might play something like that, which is kind of an aggressive, hey, what the song? But- um, I you don't want to, I, and I might play a song you know, that's sort of like poking fun at someone, like when McDavid took a penalty and goes to the box, and while he's going to the box, I'm playing Jesus Christ Superstar for McJesus. <laughs> um, you you don't want to play something that is going to, you know, make fun of uh, this. I, I put on my government hat now, because I'm also mm-hmm. a neighborhood council president up here at LA, and So being on the council, we're doing all sorts of legal stuff all the time and looking at laws and stuff like that. Right. So I just remember, and we just had HR training this year at Ducks because we have it every uh, preseason anyway. Um, The 17 protected characteristics in the state of California, you do not want to play something that is going to be trying to degenerate or make fun of one of those 17 protected characteristics because that's like super over the top and not cool.
0: Yeah, no, and
2: and that's... You know, I,
1: I think that actually is like perfectly kind of ties in. Just to fandom in general is, we have all had conversations with fans of other teams or fans of our own teams, and just ripped each other to shreds. Yeah, and it never once crosses a line. Yeah. It's just a hundred percent the way you get at it with your cousins or your siblings or all that where it's just you know and maybe siblings is a little bit of a bad example because me and my sister can get a little personal sometimes (laughs) but you know more often than not it's really just about the joy and and engaging in this kind of like oh yeah by the way i hate you right now just so you know for the next three hours i hate you so just so we're clear and that's so fun And, and to do it without having to worry about denigrating anybody or or, or, or putting anybody down and to really you know and, and that's why I think like the what you were saying with with uh, the blues and the Hawks and and Montreal and Toronto is so perfect yeah. because it's really like oh no, no, no this is you guys right oh it's not weird oh and it's just perfect and that's that's really the best part of of, of, of fandom and communal fandom is you know being able to mess with each other and tease each other and you know stuff like that. Um, so I, yeah, I—that's great because yeah, you're right. You don't ever want to—you don't want to put somebody else down trying to make a pointless joke at somebody else. It's just never yeah. worth it. Right. Um, well, it is little afternoon, and I'm sure you're gonna have to sit in four and a half hours of traffic to get to Anaheim this evening.
2: <laughs>
1: I live in Santa Monica. There's a reason I only go to like two, three games a year. So. I, I completely understand. Um, I, my, my
2: campaign is always... We have a train station across the street from Honda Center. The always like, run the thing now. <laughs> can we get, like, later trains for Ducks and Angels games? Yeah. Because, like, I, I could just take... I could just go to... You know, I can, like... If I wanted, I can go to Van Nuys and take a train all the way down and, and I'll get there just in con you know whatever the schedule says but I can't get back home right and so yeah LA That's- land
1: of perfect trouble transportation not a thing not a thing wrong. yeah just the best uh I, I again Lindsay I really can't tell you uh how grateful I am for you to, to give us your time this afternoon
2: sure. uh is there anything you would like to say share anything like that real quick Um, Uh, Yeah, just thank you so much for having me, and um, if you want to hear anything, just find me on Twitter. It's just my name, and let me know what you want to hear, and I will do my best to pretend to play it. (laughs) There you go, folks. That's it,
1: and uh, always make sure to record it and uh, send videos back to Lindsay so she can make sure that uh, she's killing it like she always is. Uh, Yeah, I I just, I always end up repeating myself at the end of these. It's like an essay. I never really know how to end it. Uh, Lizzie, thank you so much. And I 100% look forward to hearing all of these flourishes going forward and and, and into the future. And I uh, just wish you all the best.
2: Thank you. And yeah, and oh, Game on Sunday, when you come It that's the Halloween game. That's one of my favorite games of the year. You're going to hear a lot of fun stuff.
1: Oh, fantastic. That's perfect. Um, I will I will keep my ear open and if I I will hope that something from uh, Nightmare Before sneaks in there.
2: So well, yeah, our, our neighborhood council actually we're doing a movie in the park of Nightmare Before Christmas on the Saturday and as part of that I've been just gonna blur these out. Yeah, Daniel. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you will.
1: <laughs> I'm sure yeah, yeah. you. And I, yeah, I I don't know if if I can think of a composer off the top of my head who is more uh, just mood associated with uh, the organ than Danny Elfman, whose life exists in somber tones. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, again, thank you so much, Lindsay. I I really appreciate it. Uh, At everybody or to everybody listening, uh, this will probably go up uh, probably after the game tonight, but still. At Lindsay Ember. We will make sure to tag her when we release this. Give her a follow. Send her, you know, little notes when you hear something you love. Less so if you hear something you don't like, we're less, you know, whatever. Uh, but um, give her a follow and uh, just keep your ears open because this is one of the, the best parts about live sports. So thank you, everybody, and uh, have a great one.